What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to the Gold Girl Getaways Travel Podcast. It has been uh, a really long time. I think like almost two years. So uh, since we've kind of stopped and uh, I've been wanting to get this rebooted, um, but been finding the right time to do so with a little bit of extra time to be able to do it and much less stressful. Uh, not going live, I think just makes things a lot easier for me. So, but um, yeah, so I am your host, Josh. If you don't know who I am, that's who I am. And this week I am joined with Ryan, who has also been here before. Hey, y'all. Glad to be back. It's, yeah, it's, uh, um, it's been a minute. It has been a minute. It has been a minute. Um, But I'm glad that we're getting back into doing this uh, each week. We're going to try and have a different uh, guest on uh, with me to just talk about different things for Gold Girl Getaways. So that is going to be uh, an agent, more than likely, and who will have the opportunity to really discuss something that they find important or that they enjoy. So I know one agent was talking about planning a trip uh, for the Olympics, which I thought would be a really cool topic uh, to discuss. I know nothing about that. So you know, there's I'll be there's a lot of cool trips out there that our agents are planning. And oh it's, my gosh, you know, two years ago we were all all about Disney. We still are all about Disney, but what our agents are doing right now is some absolutely incredible work from group cruises to Olympic trips, European vacations, you name it. Our agents are doing it. Yeah, it's it's uh it's growing, and it's really great that we have been expanding uh, more and more outside of Disney. Not that we want to get away from that. We love Disney. Disney's the bread and butter around here. Um, we're an authorized Disney vacation planner, which means that we know what we're talking about when it comes to Disney. But, you know, it's good to get experience and uh, get outside and just see some other stuff because there's a lot out there. So um, with that, I will uh, lead this into uh, the the whole thing that we used to say, which is, you know, whether you have big kids, small kids or no kids at all here, at go, go getaways. We've got somebody who can help you plan your next destination vacation Head on over to www.goldgogetaways.com to start planning today. And uh, if you're interested in joining our travel agency as a travel professional specializing in Disney vacations or cruises, you can also head on over to our website and join today as well. There should be a little button on the homepage there somewhere, I think in actually a couple places. So, yeah. Yeah. And what better, what better time than now? And I... You know, this is a shameless plug for myself because myself and my wife are the education directors here at Gold Girl Getaways. And so we do a lot of interaction with our new agents and there's a lot of fresh and exciting faces um, and a lot of people that we say are, are couch to island because we're big survivor people too. So <laughs> that's our uh, that's our reference is getting off the couch and, and going and actually doing it. Uh, there's a lot of travel planners who are planning trips for people and not getting paid for it. So what's yeah. better than planning a vacation and getting paid? Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And we also supply uh, basically all the training too. So, which is really great. You don't have to just go out there and figure out Disney planning or Royal Caribbean planning or something else. You know, there's all kinds of training uh, that is available to you. Um, it's not going to cost you anything extra. So, which is really nice, but cool. Um, one second. I'm going to turn my fan off. I don't know. Can you hear it? Uh, Hold on. No, that's my HVAC that I'm hearing. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll leave it on. So it just helps circulate the air a little bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, so you're just your voice. It's, it's good. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. 
Um, okay, cool. So then let's move into uh, news and rumor reports here. So we're going to keep these, uh, I think, you know, mostly positive, try to avoid a lot of like uh, crazy comparisons here between two parks that sit only a few miles apart from each other in Florida. But, you know, there's a lot of really great things that are going on in Orlando right now with theme parks, um, a lot of uh, speculation and rumors around Walt Disney World and what all of this like billions of dollars is going to be going into um, for the theme park. So uh, I think one thing that I found really surprising this week uh, that I read is that Flower and Garden Festival is starting on February 28th and running till May 27th. That is uh, just mind blowing that it's, that it's starting in February. Even if it's at the end, it's still February. It's spring training. Spring training's happening. So in February. So we're, you know, as long as baseball's around, then we're good to go with spring. Man, I just, uh, I, I uh, Taylor and I were talking about this, that it's just, it's, it's just getting that point. They're going to keep inching it every year, a little bit closer, a little, little earlier of a start and a little bit of a later end, you know, um, diet Epcot just keeps on shrinking. I know, right? Oh, Whew. but we are uh, Nikki. Nikki and I are excited because we we've been planning. So we started off with a four day trip coming up in March, um, specifically to go to Flower and Garden and a late night event, and mm-hmm. that has changed from a uh, Monday to Thursday to a Saturday to Saturday trip. So we have been diving into the menus. We have been you know, reading all the reviews from last year. And uh, we're we're super excited this year because we're going the first weekend. So that's, oh boy. You, you don't know what's good and what's bad. So we we have to go and figure out, you know, what was good last year? What do, what do we have to eat? We've been, uh, I actually wrote down in my notes for this, uh, for this podcast, my three things that I'm looking forward to the most um, at Flower and Garden. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, it's it's um it is hands down probably my favorite festival every year that uh Disney has. I mean food and wine is really good, but I just love spring, love all the flowers, it's all the color there. Um and then, yeah, plus I mean the food's always great too. So and the, the topiaries are so unique. It's oh my gosh, yeah. It's what sets it apart so, from flower and garden. They've gotten so advanced over the last few years too. You yeah. know, I mean they used to just be like a topiary, they didn't have faces or you know, different unique colors to them. They were literally just cut topiaries that you would see kind of the the outline. You're like, oh, that must be Simba, you know, and that's Mickey Mouse, right? And now it's like they've got, you know, faces and everything else. It's crazy. So much detail. It's really cool. It's like the Tournament of Roses parade. Everything is made out yeah. of flowers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so there's going to be 20 outdoor kitchens this year and over 60 new items. If you have looked at those menu items, do you know which ones are new? Have you marked anything that is like completely, totally fresh? Uh, the orange blossom saffron cake at okay. Tangerine Cafe. Wow. Uh, is, yeah. Okay. No, we, so, so we have a, we have a love, love relationship with Tangerine Cafe because we loved it in its former quick service self. And we love it now as a booth for flower and garden. So everything that they do in that booth is is absolutely great um and then we also have the uh fried cinnamon roll bites at brunch cop so i don't think the last time that we visited flower and garden uh they had a brunch cot station but that is 
one of our yeah. uh huh. yeah the we went last time we went to flower and garden was in 2021 so well yeah i think well the other thing too for me is that it's always uh i always forget like because sometimes i don't know if they're still doing it this year i have not looked at the menus or anything so you you are far more knowledgeable at this point moment than i am but um are we still doing uh late release because i yes. guess we're not okay so there's going to be stuff so, we're going to release later instead yes, of the yes and no there is one booth that um and i'm i'm searching disney parks blog right now uh with the foodie guide for flower and garden there's one booth that has three different releases depending on the time of spring that they're in so they're doing seasonal okay. ingredients um which is very very cool um and it's pulling up right now and and actually i guess we've i guess maybe i am wrong in the fact that we're not extending flower and garden festival um i think the last couple of years it's gone a little bit later than may this year it's going to end may 27th so we will get a little bit of a break in between flower and garden festival and the start of food and wine festival unless they just throw a wrench into that and they're like summer festival you know? which is which is very possible <laughs> right but I, I can't i can't imagine what that capacity that they have over at upcut that they would yeah. even imagine having a, a festival at that time right. um but i i found the the release windows so we have the farmer's feast um so we have an early bloom menu from february 28th to march 30th a springtime menu march 31st to april 27th and a summer solstice menu from April 28th to May 27th. Wow. So playing playing with the seasons there. Okay. I like it. A yeah, little bit of variety. And then everything else is is as is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Nice. Um, yeah. So Farm Garden Festival, great time of the year to come. Uh the weather is typically pretty nice, especially coming into to March. Uh, you can still have a little bit of sweatshirt weather weather um but you can also have those hotter days so uh, it, it tends to be i think a nice mix for people who want to try to avoid the heat but yeah um you, you want to add anything from disney world anything you saw heard uh tiana's bayou adventure opening i was listening right. to another uh another podcast that is yeah. very reputable that i can't mention on this podcast but um they were saying that uh it's it's so it's opening summer 2024 and summer is really anywhere from uh in disney's mind memorial day weekend all the way yep. through september so yep. um they're talking about that timeline and then it's it's uh it's a strong possibility that it can open around june or july okay yeah but that is that'll be cool that'll yeah, be cool absolutely. I, I, i'm excited to see that that'll be cool a nice little update to uh to that whole area which is which is needed so yeah but, absolutely cool and and yesterday breaking news we have a new quick service at hollywood studios oh i didn't see this Cokes. yeah hydraulics in uh it's over by uh ah oh, man what's the muppets area called oh yes i know yeah i mean i don't remember but okay yeah so it'll be back over there yeah okay. yeah it's right in front of the miss piggy statue okay oh yeah. okay all right all right the little nice. things the little things. That's what that's what matters. Exactly. That's what matters. All right. Well, moving on to Disneyland. Um, they have just made some announcements over there of something that we've never gotten to experience. We were going to, and then the world happened. Uh, and unfortunately, they canceled the events 
So, and this is uh, one of their After Dark series uh, extra ticketed events, which is the uh, Disneyland After Dark Star Wars Night. So this is going to be running April 16th, 18th, the 23rd, the 25th, the 30th, May 2nd, 7th, 9th uh, of this year. And I believe the tickets actually just went on sale today. And I would not be surprised if they sold out today. Um, I mean, Star Wars is just mind-blowingly huge. So you're going to be able to dine on over uh, 20 new yummy treats available only during the Star Wars nights. They're going to have a lightsaber instructional thing, which this blows my mind. Ryan, I don't know how much you've seen of this, but apparently you can bring your own lightsaber. And it doesn't matter how old you are, right? Whether you're young or young at heart. But you can go and have a lightsaber instructional like thing where they like show you how to like use your lightsaber and do stuff. That's, um, that's it, awesome. As long as it's not the Jedi Academy and there's no stormtroopers coming, then we're good to go. I, I mean, I mean, it sounds almost like that. What we had here in Disney World, um, but that was only ever for kids. You know, adults were always so upset that they couldn't go up on stage, and you know, but uh, but yeah, so that yeah. sounds really cool. And then they or have the, do you? Are they bringing oh, that technology from uh from the Halcyon? Like the special lightsaber? Or oh no no oh you mean the, the lightsaber uh, training? The I you know what they didn't specify. I don't think they really specified what it was going to be. Um, it would be cool if that was brought there. Um, but since you can bring your own lightsaber, I'm trying to remember if maybe there was something specific about those ones that they had uh, at the hotel. Because we did get an opportunity to uh, do that uh, while we were over there. So I can't remember that. I mean, it's been a long time. But it's possible. It's very possible. So, I mean, who knows? It would be a cool uh, extra thing that is uh, coming to... Sorry, my phone is just ringing there. Um, it could be a really cool special thing that's coming. But, I mean, just for this, I'm going to say probably not. It'll right, probably just sure. be with, like, a leader, and they're going to just do different things. And, you know, so. But there is also the Fleet of Fandom Cavalcade, which means that you can uh, also dress up as your favorite Star Wars character, uh, whether it's a Stormtrooper or a Jedi or... Um, one of the other bad guys, and you can actually join in in this cavalcade uh, that they're going to do through the park. So it sounds really cool. And then they're also going to finish with a giant, enormous, apparently, group photo. Um, I think out in front of uh, Sleeping Beauty Castle. So Ooh. I wish I could go. That, uh, that that This would be a cool event to go to. Taylor would really like it because she's diehard into Star Wars. But... They these Disneyland after dark events are are spectacular too. They pull out all the stops. Yeah, I mean, uh, Walt Disney World. I'm a I consider myself an East Coaster, so I'm a Walt Disney World person. But I'm always so jealous of these after hours events that happen over on the West Coast because they are just they are they're unlimited to what they can do. Yeah, yeah, they are, and it's so I get so jealous because we do get some. Uh, we do have after hours events here in Walt Disney World because uh, I'm also an East Coaster, but man, they, we just don't get quite the same level as those as those ones over at Disneyland. I mean, it's they like go all treatment. out, all yeah. out. So, yeah. Speaking of those after hours, I mean, this is a little bit of a side note here, but you know, Disneyland they just announced a new run Disney event, which is um, I think it's like I think it has to do with Oogie Boogie, 
Um, I missed the signups for that, I think, as well. So that's disappointing. But that's another one that I would want to go do because it's so well themed over there with all the stuff. But yeah. And they plan all of them around the same time, right? So like one leads into another, right? I so like the Walt Disney World half think, leads into yeah. the Disneyland marathon. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that one is in October and it will basically run like Disneyland Oogie Boogie thing. Well, they'll then run right into the uh, wine and dine half marathon, which is like usually that first weekend of November, typically. So. I don't know. There's a bunch of really great things that are coming to the parks. Um, and I think none more so at the moment as we've been getting so much details about it or so many details about it. Um, is Universal here in Orlando with Epic Universe. This huge third park with um, just amazing things that are coming. Have you have you guys done Universal? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, okay. it's not. Okay. So I I have motion sickness, so it's not something that I uh, do every time we go down. But we've done I it. Got you. Yeah, yeah. I got you. It, it's it is. Um, I think. There's one ride over there that gave me motion sickness once, and that was uh, The Simpsons. I've only, I mean, I've never gotten motion sickness in my life. And we got on that ride, and we got off, and I was like, I, I think I just got sick, like from this attraction. So, yeah, um, it, I, I can see that it definitely is a little bit more intense than Disney as far as their attractions go with some things. But man, these these new interactive lands, um, they've they've really stepped it up to try to compete or to not compete is the question with Disney and their themed lands. Um, but I think it, at, at the end of the day, it's a great positive for all of us who are the guests. So, yeah. And um, oh. they are, they are uh, at the top of the roller coaster world too, with those, oh, man. those new dual launch coasters between that yeah. and Velocicoaster. And then uh, the Donkey Kong coaster, that's going to be in Nintendo world where it goes, it's a, it's like a, a track under it, but it, there's a, a fake track that looks like you're riding on, so it's going to jump the track. Yeah. It's absolutely wild, the things that they're doing. I mean, we talk about Disney being innovative and uh, like roller coasters like Guardians of the Galaxy, and it just pushes the bar further for Universal to get up there, too. Absolutely. I, I, I see a lot of split stays coming in the future, you know, whether that's... Uh... You know, half of the family wants the thrills, the the hardcore thrills, and they're going to go over the Universal. The other half, you know, they they want that Disney magic. Um, they're going to stay there. But I, I just, I see it happening. I mean, there's just so much cool stuff that's being yeah. built around here. So, and uh, I don't know. Fifth Gate, I'm telling you, Disney's got to make an announcement here soon that there's got to be one coming. There's, uh, so my theory, they're just going to expand on the four parks that they have. I can't see a Fifth Gate. But I can see there is so much land at Disney World that it's like beyond the World Showcase, beyond the Magic Kingdom, beyond Hollywood Studios. There's just so much land back there that you can create whole lands. Yeah. Out of if you really wanted to. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I think you are spot on with that, especially over at Animal Kingdom. We could definitely see. Uh, what is it? The rumors of like Zootopia potentially coming to fill Dino yep. Land, um, and uh, Dinosaur, you know, may eventually go away, which is kind of sad. I love Dinosaur, but 
you know, it's you're right. They they absolutely probably will be just expanding their theme parks, not building a fifth gate. But I'm gonna I'm not gonna hold my breath, but I'm gonna come close. I'm gonna come close. Yeah. But, I, I don't blame you. I mean, there's there's a lot of valid reasons for it. I'm also uh uh I also study not I don't study economics, but I understand the business of Disney, yeah. and you know the the theme park capacity versus the cost of a new park versus the expansion cost and capacity outweighs building a a fifth park that you don't right. know is gonna you know you've got people already in those parks as a captive audience, why not give them more right? instead of building a completely yeah. new thing? Sure. Sure. We will have to uh, wait and see. Wait yeah, and see. It's... When is the next D23 event? So this was it it's like this September year. Uh, August. August that... probably. Yeah. Out in yeah, over right? in LA. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll probably get some big updates. Hopefully uh, from that. If, if rumors don't get leaked beforehand, which sometimes they do. So, um, um Yo, go ahead. Yeah, no, I would uh, on the uh podcast that I won't name that has a lot of Disney insiders. Uh, they were talking about potentially bringing in uh the uh, what is it, the Paris Main Street Electrical Drone Parade over to the Magic Kingdom. And what they would because you know, apparently, and I've heard this from multiple sources, is that Disney is combating the arrival of Epic Universe with entertainment options um okay because they can plug those in while they're building out the expansions right sure. so bringing over things like the um the drone show um more more parades new parades um new animatronics that go into the parades just all of that stuff i mean i'm not right. sure if you've seen all the stuff that's happening over in frozen world in uh in hong kong yes. but those animatronics that wow. are out out yes out and about are incredible yeah i mean it absolutely makes sense so i don't i just want a fifth gate yeah i want i want the villains park man that's what i want something I want that something park. new right oh so yeah i don't know anyways uh do you have anything else to add for news rumors different things uh sometimes we'll talk about some cruise stuff obviously royal caribbean's um Icon of the Seas uh, just launched, and uh, Utopia is just around the corner. So, do you all have a trip on the Icon yet? We've been watching a lot of blogs on on the Icon, and it's incredible. We don't yet. Yeah, it's a. It looks like an amazing ship. Um, Pam and her daughter were just on there. Um, it was only for like, I think like two nights or something like that. Um, so super short, but they had a really fantastic time. They said it was a great ship. So I just can't. I can't wrap my mind around how these ships continue to just get larger and larger and larger. Um, you know, the physics behind that is just blows my mind. So it's crazy. But. Yeah. But it's, you know, they're building an entertainment and it's Royal is up there. So if you, you know, as travel planners, if you can go on a Royal cruise should absolutely do it. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. So um, okay, cool. Well, that will conclude our uh, little news and rumor stuff for this week. And we're going to get into the uh, topic of the week. And I really try to leave this up to our guests and put a lot of weight on their shoulders to uh, come up with something that they want to talk about that they're passionate about. And so, uh, Ryan, I, you know, take it away, man. 
Yeah, what so are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Disney and Disney first and how that leads us to where we are today uh, and being travel planners. And, um, you know, uh, something that we tell everybody is that if you go to Disney, you got to plan. You got to put in the work ahead of time. And if you don't want to do that, that's what we're for. That's right. what we are here for as travel planners. And we will do it for you whether you want to or not. So um, I thought that we could share a little bit about our first times at Disney as children and then as adults. Um, sure. So I can start. Uh, the first time that I went to Walt Disney World, uh, my dad had a conference in Tampa. And so we took the whole family down and we uh, rented a car one day and drove up to um, the Magic Kingdom in April of 2001. So this is pre-9-11 Magic Kingdom. And um, I remember getting to the park and running to get paper fast passes. Um, and it's just one of those one of those core memory days where it's yeah. uh, just, you know, I, I can remember riding Space Mountain for the first time. I can remember riding Big Thunder. Um, I can remember eating at Cosmic Rays and just you know, all the all those great memories. Um, they come back and then leaving after uh I'm pretty sure that we stuck around for the fireworks show, um, uh, which would have been wishes at that point. Um, and then I, I think I fell asleep in the car on the way home because I was eleven. So you know, it was I bet a great you probably memory. beat after that. I mean, yeah, I could yeah. be a long day. I I was the bat so this was this was back in the day that I was in Boy Scouts too. So we had the little uh the little radios, the little hand radios to communicate because cell phones yeah. weren't really a thing. So we we right. needed the hand radios to communicate around the park. Um and I had the backpack and um yeah, I the tickets are somewhere around here for me. I've got my uh my hat with my name on it next to me. So Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What about you? How how was your first time at Disney as yeah. a child? My first time at Disney as a child um, was when I was a child of 18 years old. Um, and I went with Taylor's family for the first time. They actually uh, took me down there with them. And um, we've told this story before and Taylor loves to like get on my case about it, but I really didn't have a lot of excitement to go to Disney world because um, as I mentioned, I was 18 years old. Uh, I was in college, my first semester and a lot of people we're kind of like, why are you going to Disney? Like, it's just for kids and, you know, all this stuff. So I didn't really get my hopes up as to like, it was going to be a really great vacation or something like that. I knew that they had some like roller coasters and things. And, um, but I just didn't get, I just didn't get really excited because I didn't want to have, uh, a lot of disappointment if it didn't go really well. And the first park that we went into was animal kingdom. We ate at the Tusker house. And it was the first time that I've gone on vacation with not just Taylor's, uh, you know, parents and her sister, but with like their extended family. So her aunt and uncle, their kids, uh, her grandma. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was, there might've been, I think her great grandma was there and it might've been somebody else that was there too. And we go to get a picture with Donald. Cause that's like, like Tuck, Tusker house. Um, before you go in, usually they have you like do a, a big photo with Donald and they made uh, Taylor's aunt made me hold uh, her net Taylor's nephew, who was like at the time, maybe, I don't know, like three or four years old. So it was like, I already felt a little awkward. Um, cause like I'm in a big family photo, like holding a kid, it's not mine. I don't know. It was weird, but, uh, you know, we got on, uh, Kilimanjaro safari 
and we're doing the ride and they're like doing the overhead uh, talking stuff. And this was kind of before um, the more of the updates. And we come down over the bridge that I don't think worked, unfortunately, because it would have been really great if it did work on my first ride. But I see all of those elephant tusks in the clay. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is like so crazy cool. Like these elephants that are here at the park, they like wander over onto the track where we're driving and they put their tusks in the soil and they mark it all up like that, you know. And, you know, we're going and I'm just like so, so just like overwhelmed. You know, and of course, everybody, it's not, it's not real, right? Like they, they made those test marks there, but I totally yeah. like bit the bait on it, you know? And uh, I think from that point on, I was just like overwhelmed and like super excited. And I just really loved all of the magic that comes with Disney. You know, it is all about uh, uh, putting on a really great show and immersing you into the environment, which they want you to be immersed in. So um, and of course, like my background is biology and wildlife. So it was a great place for me to start anyways, but yeah, it was awesome. You know, after that, we went to, I think like magic kingdom later on in the week or something like that, or maybe the next day. And we did a Christmas party that was just like mind blowing. I mean, it was just like, you know, it was awesome. So Taylor always likes to be like, well, you weren't excited, but you know, I wasn't, I was 18. So yeah, you know, but yeah, it you didn't was know great. any better. I didn't. I didn't. No, I was foolish. And uh, I think that's that's what a lot of people don't realize is that it's it's not just a place for kids right. in a place for families, it's a place for everybody. And that was it. Yeah. I mean, that's Walt's original vision of it. But, you know, it's it's that magic, truly magic of believing that you are someplace else or that something right. is happening, that they put the effort into it. And that's what really hooks people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you you get hooked on that and then you start wanting more and more and more. And that's where Nikki and I kind of uh, became so invested in this product and what we're doing now. Um, so back in 2016, Nikki and I graduated college and she had a, um, uh, one of our friends had a timeshare like one of those little timeshare presentations, you know, come down for $200 for three nights at a, you know, a a hotel in Orlando. And so they all went down, they sat through the timeshare presentation and then they went to Disney in January of 2016. And so of course, after the timeshare presentation, they're like, Oh, do you and your boyfriend, you and your fiance, husband, whatever it is, you know, they offer the, um, the discounted rate for you all to come down to, check out the resort, sit through the presentation, do all things Orlando. So we're like, this is excellent. Um, You know, looking back on it, Disney Resort would have been the exact same price, but we didn't know any better at that time. So um, we we went down in September of 2016, and the first day was Magic Kingdom. And so we had uh, our matching shirts, of course, because we, I, I made us wear matching shirts. I had the blue shirt with the black Mickey, and then she had a pink shirt with the black mini on it. And it was just a long day. And, you know, I, I had done my research, um, scrolling Reddit, uh, reading, um, you know, um, just blogs and blogs and blogs and reputable sources and, and all of, 
all of the things Disney. And I, I thought that I knew what I was doing. And I, you know, we ran around and we were absolutely exhausted. And then the next day uh, we sat through the timeshare presentation. Nikki still brings this up because uh, I don't like to be rude to people in sales because I've been in sales before. So I had a really yeah. hard time trying to figure out how to tell this timeshare salesman, no, we can't afford this. And we also right. have to get to Epcot at this time. So we got to Epcot a little bit late. And um, I just remember, I think that we took like, I kid you not, four trips around World Showcase that day. Oh, wow. Because we just didn't know any better. And we were trying yeah. to find everything. And so, um, you know, we, we went at like 10 a.m. And we were there until the fireworks. Um, and then we Ubered back to the resort. But that's a very long day. Yeah, um, that Especially we were not Epcot, walking around multiple times yeah. like that. Yeah, in September we were not prepared for it. So, um, you know, we we learned that if we need to do this, we uh, we needed to become better planners. And so, um, the were we engaged at that point? I'm pretty sure we were engaged at that point. So we decided that we wanted, to, after that, we decided that we wanted to take our honeymoon to Walt Disney World. So okay. a year and a half later, we went on our honeymoon in uh, September of 2018. And at that point, we we had it mastered. We had it down to a science. We used a travel planner at that time. We um, we were looking into it on our own. And then um, the Gold Deal Getaways wasn't around at that point. So um, we couldn't yeah. use them, but we used the travel planner. And so, you know, we we did shop around, but we finally found one that um, was able to book us our um, the free dining promo at that time. Mm. Um, so we we stayed at the Yacht Club um, and I was just talking to somebody about this the other day at we we had a, a room with a king bed. And if you get off of the dock from the friendship boats and look at. Yacht Club, we can still point out our room because it looks out over Storm Along Bay, which oh, was cool. absolutely incredible. Yeah, so we we can always point out the room that we honeymooned in. But with everything that we had learned previously, we we planned we planned rest days, we planned um, all of our fast passes way back when on a color coded spreadsheet. Oh yeah, um, we planned our dining um color-coded dining you know depending on which was that like a hundred and 120 days right used to be 120 days was when dining reservations opened up yeah yeah exactly but on you know on the color spreadsheet we had our um dining plan dining so whether it was a dining plan table service quick service dining plan snack out of pocket table service out of pocket quick service out of pocket yep. snack we had all the colors um and then they you know after the shutdown everything kind of changed but you know we're we were hyper planned and that's when we started watching you all uh you know we okay. we got into disney and in watching vlogs and everything like that we started watching you and taylor and then uh we joined your group and um with i i love geeking out about planning and everything like that so i had posted on your facebook group at the time um you know how does this itinerary look does anybody else obsess over colors and excels and everything like that and then pam 
commented on it and then she reached out to me and said this is absolutely wild do you want to be a travel planner yeah and this was in our infancy so there were you know uh there were probably 12 travel planners with the agency at that time and yeah and back in uh this was in uh probably like december or january of 2019 yeah yeah so small yeah yeah absolutely Absolutely, so yeah um that's that's where we are today and you know nikki and i we obsess over planning and making sure that we are up to date and um we we find joy in research and uh planning quotes for clients and planning our own trips ryan i gotta ask is color coordinated t-shirts a requirement on a family vacation at least one time um the first one yes the first one okay yeah we, we I, well it's it's like you know if you if you've never been to disney which i'm sure if you're listening to this you probably have but it's it's you will inevitably end up seeing at least a handful or a dozen different families all wearing the same shirts and i always just think that's um it's kind of funny i'm not making fun of anybody uh we did it one time as well uh, i think it was the second I want to say it was the second time I may have went with Taylor's family to Walt Disney World. Um, we all got red shirts uh, that we had them custom made at like a local, you know, like shirt shop or something. Uh, and it was like, I think it said like SPF because that was like the initials, the first letter of everybody's last names. It was like uh, Spencer, Pence and Fleming. So it came up like SPF. And I think there was like 15 of us or, so, or 16 or something like that. So we put like SPF. 15 or 16 and then had like some you know disney-esque logo on the back and uh you know i it was um it was fun but you know i was like when can i take this shirt off yeah i I gotta take this shirt off i i felt so silly walking out of the hotel that day in you know their generic shirts i get off of uh etsy at the time um and then on our epcot day we had simba and nala shirts but they were like cool they weren't like yeah. the kind that you get at target they were like cool simba and nala shirts that yeah. were like I, well, bespoke I, mean, and... I think like as a couple it's okay you know you want to match or like wear something yeah. similar you know throughout the trip no big deal whatever you know i mean when taylor and i got married and we honeymooned um down in disney i mean like we did that you know we wore matching shirts and similar shirts or whatnot but you know when you're like what well, you're walking around with like 15 other people you're just like you know things happen you're like i don't want to be associated with what's going on yeah so yeah and then uh, you know uh, on the other level of that um i come from a uh a youth programming background in child mm -hmm. safety and putting a young child's name on a shirt is just it's it's baffling to me because like all the stranger danger stuff and having access to that kind of information is just it's one thing to have a you know smith family vacation it's another to have your name right on it like why right. why do you want people to know your name yeah it's yeah just... i know it's but yeah yeah so uh if you're out there listening don't do that just put your last name right. on yeah um, yeah yeah or no but name we, but yeah 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 or yeah. G- just family vacation um but nowadays we are um we are much more not so not so much into disney bounty but subtle disney like okay. things that aren't sold at the Disney store, like um, 
you know, I've got a, a Madame Leota's psychic shop shirt that I love that's Haunted Mansion themed. And like you have to be a you have to be a nerd to understand right. and look at it. So that's that's much more where we're at, unless it's like Big Al, and then I'm all over Big Al. Okay. I am I am big into country bears and I'm excited about the change. Yeah, that's a that's something else that we didn't really touch on. But yeah, that's a that's another big change coming to that uh area of the park in Magic Kingdom is uh uh is the bears. Um so is there like, you know, do you think you know, was was there something like I think that really like stood out to you that you kind of learn from as or becoming a travel planner, especially with Disney going on the trip so often, or like seeing something else that happened with somebody. Um, you know, I, I feel like sometimes, uh, cause I think the quintessential thing is, and you, and you did already hit on this a little bit, but like people don't really have a, enough knowledge of Disney when they're coming to the parks. Um, you know, there have been multiple times where we've been on the monorail or on the bus. Uh, and this was back before Fast Pass went electronic, you know, went full digital, where people just had no idea about even needing to go get a paper Fast Pass or that you could still get a paper Fast Pass while they were in the transition, you know. Um, and inevitably, those people come back and they just say that, like, they had, like, the worst time because they try to go sit down for a restaurant and they put in because there were no reservations available or they weren't able to ride half the attractions because you know um they didn't know that you had to use now it's you know genie plus so you know was there something you know obviously you really enjoy the planning aspect of it but was there something that like really kind of like pushed you over the edge that you learned from and that really made you want to dive even further into becoming a planner or uh it was you know like i mentioned that that day that we had at epcot was kind of the the straw that broke the camel's back for us you know we had a I, we didn't have a blowout fight, but we were just absolutely plain exhausted on that day. So we said, we need to plan our, our vacations better. And I have, um, you know, I'm a millennial with ADHD, so I get hyper fixated on things. So um, yeah. for, for our next trip, it was really, okay, so how can I make it so that we are spending our time the most efficiently as possible? Um, and at the time we were listening to, um, another podcast that was breaking down, you know, the time that you spend in line versus the money that you pay to be at the resort versus the money that you pay to be in the theme parks and what is worth your time at Walt right. Disney World. And the best answer to that is planning and making sure that you understand what's happening because if you rope drop and you hit all the big one, all the big rides ahead of time, you're saving money. You know, your time is money in line. And then once you've hit all the big rides, then you can start whittling away at the small rides um, and not necessarily running all over the park, but having a plan to start in the back and move your way forward. Right. right. So so we learned those things and we we did a ton of research and we did just a ton of listening to, to podcasts and blogs and everything like that. And, um, I don't, I don't want to say that I'm an expert on Disney vacations, but we're pretty close yeah, at this yeah, point yeah. in, yeah. you know, in, in being a travel planner and, um, you know, especially in today's Disney economy with individual lightning lanes and, um, Genie plus dining plan coming back. 
you know, Nikki and I are, um, we're, we're just two adults right now. So for us with two, as two adults, buying a individual lightning lane for Rise of Resistance is an absolutely no brainer. You know, $50 to save, um, we'll say 190 minutes is well worth, well worth our time. Um, in what you're paying for it, um, you know, purchasing an individual lightning lane for flight of passage, well worth the month, the $30 that we would spend on that, um, to save 120 minutes. Um, the only thing, I mean, this is, this is where my hot take comes in, but, um, I, I wouldn't get an individual lightning lane or a, um, virtual boarding pass for Tron. We've done it once. And that was enough. Um, You know, talking about the the economy of Disney, the ride length does not justify the wait time. Sure. Absolutely. I can agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. So that is, that's kind of our, we did it on our last trip because it was new, but we, on this upcoming trip, you know, we even have um, an after hours booked and we're just skipping over Tron. Because we don't think that the half hour or 20 minutes that we might wait for Tron is yeah. worth biting into that time, especially when we have another firework right. show to watch during that that after hours event. So it's all, you know, and that's that's what we talk to our clients about is where are you spending your time? How can you be most efficient? What is worth it? What is not worth it? You know, um, general rule for us is Genie Plus is worth it at... Um, Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, and depending on your day and your plans, Animal Kingdom and Epcot are optional. Um, But we've we've done the research on this. We broke it down. Last week, we were thinking about adding the dining plan to our vacation, and I sat down and I mapped out every single meal that we would purchase based off of, you know, my eating preferences and Nicole's eating preferences. Um, And it just, the dining plan didn't add up for us. So we're, that's that kind of replaces the color-coded spreadsheets for us at this right. point. Right. Yeah. I think it's, 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 there's so much value that people often look over and I always love using uh, my own, my own dad as a prime example of this. Um, and, and kind of thinking that like, Oh, I can just do it and it's going to be fine. We're gonna have a great time. You know, the first trip that he did to Disney world, I was not part of, um, I was not consulted uh, until I want to say maybe like about three or might've been a month before they were going to go. Uh, he sent me a text and he said, you know, uh, we're thinking about going to Disney. Well, we are going to Disney. I it's already been booked. Um, tickets are bought, whatnot. Um, and we're going to go over Christmas because, you know, it's Christmas time. It's going to be great. And there shouldn't be anybody there. So we should be able to just do whatever we want. Um, you know, all of these things. And I had to throw up this huge red flag and be like, that's a huge mistake for your very first time with the idea. It's not a big mistake for your first time, but it's a mistake in thinking that there's nobody here. Um, I'm going to be able to walk around and do whatever I want. Like, you know, I, I think that that is where, you know, when you're coming into a situation that you really don't know a lot about, certainly reach out um, to somebody like Ryan or, you know, one of our other agents about coming to Disney because Christmas time is like, literally one of the busiest times of the year um super bowl sunday on top of that like yeah, everybody's like yeah. everybody's gonna be at home watching the super bowl no right right it's it's absolutely busy there are times when the parks will close mostly magic kingdom 
um, will close due to capacity. You know, you're not going to be able to ride a lot. The lines are going to be really long. So, um, and, and, you know, if I can continue on with this, I mean, he's just, he proves to be a great example time and time again. He just did a cruise for the first time on Royal Caribbean, you know, and, and did not tell me about it until after they got back. And he's like, oh, well, you know, we, we had a good time, but, you know, we wanted to do the flow rider, but we didn't want to pay for it, you know? And I'm like, yeah, you, you don't have to pay for it. You just, when it's open, you just go and you do it. You do. He's like, no, no, you have to pay for it. I'm like, no, if you want private lessons with just you and an instructor, yes, but it's open, you know, to the public of the ship. So, you know, it's, it's things like that where, um, you know, reach out. I mean, we have the knowledge. We know what we're talking about, especially when it comes to Disney. Again, authorized Disney vacation planner, um, you know, and, and here's the other thing, right? Like, um, you know, if you're talking to Ryan and you want to completely eliminate just the kind of hustle and bustle of the parks entirely, but you still want to ride the attractions, there are options out there for you. You know, you could do a VIP tour and and completely skip all of that stuff. So um, it's certainly it's certainly a, a wealth of knowledge here that you could be using. Right. Yeah, so. absolutely. I, I, you know, I tell going back to our new agents, um, I'd like to use the movie Aladdin as an analogy of a, a travel planner, because in the movie Aladdin, Genie has all these great and cosmic powers and he can do literally whatever he wants in the world. But right. unfortunately the movie's not called Genie. The movie's called Aladdin because Aladdin is the main character. Um, and if Aladdin wants to make a stupid wish, he can make a stupid wish. And I tell them that if if my client wants to go eat at Pizza Rizzo, I will allow them to go eat at Pizza Rizzo, even though right. I do not agree with it. Or right. if they want to um, spend money on something that I believe is foolish, I will set them up um, and allow them to, to do that because that's what brings them joy and that's what brings them right. happiness. And that's my job is to be your genie and make sure that your wishes are able to come true. I agree. hundred percent. Absolutely. So very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else? No, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, we're, yeah. we're at the hour mark. So are we? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we are. I haven't even like checked. I hadn't even looked. Um, that's pretty cool. Awesome. Um, yeah, well that, that is, um, boy, I haven't done this in forever. So, uh, bear with me, but yeah. Um, I don't know, Brian, I don't even know what to say. I'm lost for words. Uh, yeah, we can wrap. <laughs> Do you know who's coming yeah. on next? I don't know yet. No, I don't. Um, I'm still working out a schedule with, um, with our agents. So we've gotten a really great response. I think, more people might be interested to do this that it's not going live uh, yeah. right to YouTube. It's, you know, we can kind of sit down and talk about it and record, um, you know, and if, you know, they want me to cut something out, we can certainly do that and cut something out. But, um, but yeah, we've got some really great things. Uh, we've got somebody who wants to talk about potentially uh, uh, having a wedding on Disney cruise line, which is really cool. And that's something that I could definitely talk about. Not that I've had a wedding, but um, we have photographed a wedding on a cruise, which was really cool. I said about the Olympics. Um, I think there was somebody else who wants to talk about Run Disney, which is huge. Um, the community is just enormous when it comes to Run Disney uh, and all the races. I mean, we touched on that briefly. And then um, 
man, I don't know. There's there's uh, a few other things. So um, definitely a lot of Disney stuff, but that's okay. I mean, that's what, you know, like I said, we we do a lot of Disney stuff. Um, Disney's great. We're always going to go back to Disney. Uh, so, yeah. And I think even in that, there will probably be some things that you out there that's listening may not know about or find value in. Um, or you could, you know, let somebody else know, right? If they're, you know, somebody who's getting married and wants to do a Disney wedding, but maybe doesn't really want to pay the price tag for in the parks, you could have a much more relaxing and, in my opinion, a lot more enjoyable wedding on a Disney cruise line um, for like sometimes like a quarter of the cost. It's like ridiculous, but, but uh, yeah, so cool. Well, thanks for coming on and uh, being yeah. the first, I think I titled this as episode one, just kind of revamping and starting over uh, kind of going fresh here as we begin, uh, uh, you know, kind of a new chapter with, with the travel podcast and, and how things go. So, but happy to be here. Awesome, man. Well, uh, thank you again. Talk. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this one, I owe you, this one will certainly get posted because um, it's the first one. So I owe you that uh, at the very least. Um, and uh, thank you everybody who has uh, sat here and listened to us chat. If you've got something that you'd like to add, please um, you can send uh, or leave a comment or something like that, or send us an email. Um, and also if you're interested in booking a vacation, you can uh, send an email to info at gogogetaways.com or you can uh, if you're looking to do a Disney vacation you want to use Ryan here uh, you can send Ryan an email the Levines at goldgetaways.com excellent uh, and we'll uh, throw all of that stuff up into the show notes as well so that you don't have to try and um, you know listen to how I say because a lot of times when I say things it's like a weird central PA slur draw sometimes i don't know it's weird i can't really speak straight but anyways uh thanks for listening everybody and uh you'll hear us in the next one yeah see you soon all right how do i stop this thing uh